someone gave me the advice when I was first having a family. And they said, when you come home, kiss your wife hello first. I was like, oh, that's kind of sounds kind of weird. But it really is after going through this whole journey and like now they're older, it really was an important thing. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now here's your host, Art Eddy. What's going on, everyone? Art Eddy here for another edition of The Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very happy to have the very hilarious and very, like, he's a very busy guy. We're going to be talking not just about fatherhood, but all the cool things that's going on in his world. It's none other than Tom Papa. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, so, of course, you are a successful stand-up comedian. You got your of own course. great podcast, many podcasts, and all that good stuff. But we're going to be talking about your book. Congratulations on that. That's coming out next year. Um, and, of course, your new Netflix special. So, congrats on that. But let's talk a little bit about uh, fatherhood, sir. When you found out you were going to be a dad, what was going through your mind? Oh, man. I was uh, I was very excited. We... Um, we... It was interesting because we decided to do it. We weren't sure if we were going to do it. I was pretty sure, but I had to convince my wife. When I just met her, I was just like, oh, we're going to we're going to have babies together. I said this like on the third date and she quickly got drunk and <laughs> passed out. And uh, but I just knew it was going to it was going to happen. So when I found out it was it was pretty great because it was it was we were thinking, let's do it. We made this decision. Let's do it. And then 9-11 happened. And we were like living in New York and we we're like, oh, man, are we, do we still do it? Are we still supposed to do it? And our philosophy was, yeah, we've got to make more good guys. We, the world needs more good guys. So uh, we decided to do it. And then um, so as soon as we found out, it was just pure joy. Nice. Yeah. You, you know, just kind of going with that. Right. Like maybe for new parents listening to this, bringing their kids into the pandemic when especially with 9-11 everybody knows you know our age of course like where we were and all that stuff when that thing was going on and that tragedy was going on but like you wonder like are we doing the right thing and i bet you know talking to parents who just brought you know someone in on my on my show they'll be like yeah I had some reservations about bringing someone in during this pandemic and seeing all these different things that were going on so yeah i mean it's it's a stressful time to begin with and then add on something just like 9-11 man i could only imagine like my daughters i got two daughters and they're 14 and 12 right now so it was obviously after 9-11, but like there are certain times you're like, am I am I doing the right thing by bringing people into this world? And that's OK. That's all right, because you're a protector and you're going to create this person and it's going to be that thing. We should all have a beat. You should all always take a beat. But the answer should always be, yes, we should do it. Let's go. I mean, what are we doing? What are you going to quit? Like there's a there's a thing in the in the zeitgeist right now of like young people with global warming getting so freaked out about, you know, the the most dire predictions about it and they're like should we i would never bring a baby into this world it's like well, why are you gonna quit like we need more people to solve these problems we need people to do these things you don't get to just quit yeah. <laughs> let's go yeah <laughs> yeah maybe quitting like maybe your diet or maybe working out god forbid to do that but quitting on the human race maybe not the best thing but you also said too like you know you got to create good people in the world and i love that uh mentality so i feel like you're gonna ace this one Talk about some of the values you're looking to you were looking to instill into your kids as they were growing up. Yeah, I just wanted them to be good people is was really it. And also not to take everything that seriously. I really felt like I you know, it's not a small thing um to be able to laugh at the worst tragedies. 
that we can face. And all of them, uh, you have to, and it's, it's not to dismiss it. It's not to say we're not going to feel these things or, or any of that, it, but you do have to maintain a sense of humor to get through this life. It's valuable. It's contagious. It makes you stronger. And I wanted them to, and I wouldn't even teach it to them. I just felt like I, hopefully they, they see it. Hopefully they just learn by the example of it that, you know, we can have our moments, but ultimately uh, you should be able to uh, find the humor in it and that'll make you stronger and keep you going. And I think that, that seems now they're 17 and 20 and they both kind of carry that, which is, uh, which is pretty good. Nice. And have you found out, you know, I was talking to a couple of people, I was actually talking to a writer um, about, you know, how he wanted to make sure they have a sense of humor and be able to uh, look at things, like you said, in all different shapes and forms and just different, you know, attitudes. But I feel like having a good sense of humor, like I've told my my oldest, she's, she's going to be in the debate, she's doing the debate club for high school. And I was saying, like, you got to have a quick quit and you got to make sure, you know, and have a good sense of humor so you can kind of, you know, defend yourself when you're having a debate, right? You kind of see that, right? Like having a good sense of humor and having a quick wit does give you some good street sense and some good street cred, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Whenever you watch any, like, great debates, if somebody, you know, they get very tense and if somebody has the ability to, make a comment about what's happening in the moment and release the tension and get a laugh, all of a sudden they're more important. People are listening to them a little bit more. Yeah, no doubt. Talk about something. And I think because you are a comedian, a stand-up comedian, you have a good sense of like, you know, looking at people, looking at, you know, things at a different angle and a different uh, advantage and viewpoint. Talk a little bit about what's something that your kids have taught you either about yourself or about life that maybe you didn't know was there until you had kids, but they kind of taught you something about yourself or about life. They taught me really how selfish I was and that you can't really be that selfish. Like I really, when we had our first baby, I was like, yeah, it's going to be an adjustment. Like I won't be able to read the New York times like right away in the morning. Like <laughs> I'll probably have to like do a couple things. And then I didn't read a newspaper for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> And you just quickly realize you're not that important. That's the one thing that, you know, people, everyone makes their decisions of what they're going to do in their life. But the one thing that I, I feel uh, bad about when my friends decide not to have kids is that they have to go through life only thinking that they're the most important person in the world. And that's not a positive. <laughs> no doubt. One more question before we kind of get into uh, your great career, sir. Dad hack or a piece of advice, and a lot of things you've been saying also I think people can kind of take away, but for new dads, new parents listening to this, is there a dad hack or a piece of advice you'd like to offer to them? Yeah, it's kind of like a side, it's kind of like a side hack is uh, someone gave me the advice when I was first having a family. And they said, when you come home, kiss your wife hello first. And I was like, well, that's kind of, sounds kind of weird, but it really is after going through this whole journey and like now they're older, it really was an important thing. It's like you two started this thing. You two are the, are the foundation. Uh, they're not going to be there all. They're going to split at some point. Uh, it's a good example. It keeps you guys in check. It keeps, it lets the kids know that they're, that there's something solid. So as much as you just want to like grab those kids and like, wrestle around rather than kiss the person who was just complaining that you were late. <laughs> Always 
kiss your spouse first. Well said. That is such a good piece of advice because you don't want to lose like your own identity and the relationship you had with that spouse, like you said, because that was the foundation of the family. So that that is yeah. a great piece of advice. Love it. Yeah. Congrats on your Netflix special, Tom Popple. What a day. It's out now. You know, you always want to make sure that you're, you know, you have your A game right for your, your Netflix special or any type of special and all that. How much, like, going back and forth, looking at the material and all that good stuff did you do before you're like, all right, I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's Let's do this. Uh, it was about two and a half years from the last special. Um, and that's with a pandemic in between. Um, so I kept going, I kept performing as much as I could during it. And, uh, it just keeps getting tighter. It, for, it goes through these phases. You go from, what am I going to talk about? What do I think is funny? Then it's, you start to accumulate all these jokes and then it starts to seem sometimes you get a little bit of a theme. You're telling a little bit of a story that you hadn't planned on. And then the final is just my whole goal is to make it as funny as possible, which means no extra lines like every line should be funny. And for an hour, that's a lot. That's a lot of for all those lines to be funny. That's a lot of editing and a lot of sucking out and cutting stuff as you're getting closer and closer. So by the time I record it, it's all of those things tightened up into its like purest, purest form. And uh, and then I then I know I'm ready. I'm ready to put it down. Nice. How hard is that editing process for you? Right. Because, I mean, by now, I think you're very, you know, well versed in like what do you think is going to, you know, kill and what things like, oh, maybe this this will kind of not go with all the audience members and all that so like how is that editing process for you when you're getting ready for that special it's kind of, it's not that difficult because when you start to when you start to when you have that on your mind it's pretty natural things start to fall off you're like you you find yourself skipping things without even thinking about it and it's like your subconscious is telling you you know that's not that great or we've repeated that or um that's kind of weird you you think you're saying something but they're the audience is taking it as something else so it just kind of it's kind of this natural natural process there's a couple that you really sit and think like uh should this stay should this go i had a couple of those in this one and i it almost feels like when in doubt just cut it it's just going to make it stronger just 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 the leaner you can get Go with your gut and yeah, and like almost like that kiss method, right? Like keep it simple, stupid, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, the best, the whole thing we're trying to do is communicate in the smallest amount of words with the greatest amount of impact. It's comedy. The best comedy is closest to poetry of any form, yeah. you know, because you're just you just want to say everything, but not go on and on to get to that point. So you want it to be like just short and sweet. Like if you could. If you were able to communicate like that all the time, you know, this answer would have been half the size, half the length it was. <laughs> no, but this is a good conversation. But I think like I yeah. think if that if, if everyone goes into having those meetings, right? Like I think one of the biggest things you probably see on social media, like, oh, I got another meeting again, like for people who have those meetings, it's like, man, if people use that mentality, that hour meeting would probably be cut down to 15 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could get right to it. It's like watching, I love watching Turner classic movies like all those old movies. Yeah. And it's of course not indicative of the time. It's just indicative of 
films, but I think it's the time. But everything's so just saying hello and goodbye. Well, thank you very much. This was a wonderful meeting. I'll see you next time. Good, all the good to you. And they're out the door. It's like, oh man. Our goodbyes are like, oh, I'll see you later, man. Yeah, maybe we'll cook. Were you gonna be around next week? I don't know. You're gonna do this together. All right, we'll say hi to you. Oh, it's the brevity. It's so nice and buttoned up. I wish life could be more like the movies. You know, it's so funny because it's one from the banded method to rip it right off to like just like trying to tug at it and maybe it won't pull all of that hair on your arm when you're getting that band-aid off. And it's so like you're in uh, for me, I'm like, just shut up and walk away. You said enough. But then I'm like, well, yeah, hopefully the weather will be good. Like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like or you my whenever I'm like I talk to audience members after a show and they oh ask me God. a question and instead of just like, thanks and go, I like actually answer like what's on my mind, like, and really get into it. And you can just see them glaze over like, oh, he was so fun on stage. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Uh, about your book, congrats on that. We're all in this together, so make room. And of course, it comes out next year. We'll put up links where people can pre-order it. Just talking to you, just like, again, going back to like, hey, you know, let's it's, it's the human race. Let's keep it moving and all that. And then obviously the pandemic, like we're all in this together, so let's make room. Was this book kind of formulated during the pandemic? It was, yeah. It was. I was written. Probably started the first. Well, the first, the last book came out at the beginning of the pandemic. So I was moving into the next one, and I'd say a majority came like after things got a little more normal. But it definitely started during it. Yeah. Gotcha. And one last question before the uh, Father Quick Five, just to kind of tie it in with fatherhood and all that good stuff. Do, what do you? What are your? What does your family think about your material? And there are there certain things like you. Wait, did you just say that? What <laughs> was like that? Yeah, so once in a while, I'm starting to realize the theory behind it is they only they only seem to have a problem with it if things in real life aren't going that great. Like if if my wife and I are cool, every joke is is great. If it's one of those moments where for some reason she doesn't like me, uh, then all of a sudden a joke might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and just quickly obviously you know with with uh with making bread and all that it just kind of popped in there yeah what is like for you like what is the best bread for you to make is there just like sourdough or like what is your go-to like bread that like you've totally mastered yeah um there's it all comes from this sourdough starter so it all is kind of like based in sourdough but there's all these different variations it's not just like this pure tangy sourdough my favorite one is uh this olive loaf with green olives and kalamata olives lemon zest and herbs de provence that bread is uh is pretty bonkers nice yeah very cool thank you very much for taking the time we're gonna finish off with the father quick five favorite family movie do you guys have one favorite family movie uh um, like a family movie but the movie that you all as a family enjoy because sometimes people yeah have, i know the 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 wording can kind of get people caught up, but it's just like a movie you guys all love to watch together. The one that we all watch together is uh planes, trains and automobiles. And we watch that every Thanksgiving, uh, the night before Thanksgiving, we all watch that. And it's just, it's great to, because like you said, there's some movies like we love and that it just doesn't translate to the next generation. And that one, that one really holds up and everybody is laughing for the right reasons. Uh, Family man is one that my wife and I always watch during the holidays uh, with Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. And that's so great because we were New Yorkers and we weren't sure if we we're going to have kids. And just to see that, what your life would have been without 
if you're just purely living for yourself or having this crazy mess of a family in New Jersey. <laughs> My wife and I really, uh, really like that one a lot. Yeah, definitely like an updated version of It's a Wonderful Life. You know, I love it. Yeah. Um, was there a band or an artist you couldn't wait to introduce your kids to? Uh, uh, yeah, I I really wanted them to, uh, to uh, Bob Dylan. Nice. And I really wanted them to just be able to hear the, uh, hear the poetry of, of all of, of his lyrics um hasn't really taken hold they still aren't over it's the same curse as the tom waits thing it's like <laughs> he's so brilliant but they can't get by why are we listening to this man <laughs> rattle like that <laughs> nice. describe the perfect family vacation where would it be oh man the perfect family vacation would be uh someplace warm someplace probably hawaii um, with a place big enough where um, I could escape into an office and write and then do the vacation part. And then like, and then my wife and I could sleep separately from the kids and then the kids could have their part where they go wild like that, especially now it's like the really important things is that we're all together, but not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and after a couple of days I can, Go back to writing something. I love that, man. It's I'm, I'm I'm guessing it's always like hard to shut off your creative side of your brain, right? It must be tough. It is, and but you can, it can be done. But then you start feeling like a like a piece of mold, you like moldy cheese. You're just like, <laughs> all right, so great. This is what you wanted. You wanted me just to be cranky and walking around with these thoughts that aren't going anywhere. <laughs> It, we'll all be better off if I could at least write. I don't have to leave and go do a gig, but if I could at least sit in an office for an hour and write, we'll all be happier. Nice. Favorite comedian when you were like, you know, a kid or growing up was who? George Carlin and Steve Martin. Nice. Love it. And I, I feel like, you know, people sometimes now with YouTube and all that good stuff, they can kind of see Steve Martin in its purest form in all different shapes and varieties, right? Like, yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, and lastly, top three words you hope your kids would use to describe you as a dad. What would you want them to be? Oh, man. Funny. Patient. And loving. Nice. Great three words right there. People, make sure you follow Tom on Twitter and Instagram if you're not doing it already, at Tom Papa. Check out his Netflix special, Tom Papa, What a Day, and pre-order his book. We're all in this together, so make room. It comes out June 6th of next year in 2023. Thank you. I, I know you're a super busy guy with all the different projects you got going on, but it was an honor chatting with you, and I wish you and your family continued success, sir. Thanks for the time and the holidays. Thank you. You too. Thanks for checking out this week's edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts, and also go to artoffatherhood.net. You can have a chance to check out some great articles like the weekly Dad's Doing It Right column, the Collector of the Week, and many more. Plus, you have a chance to win some very cool prizes like video games, collectibles, all that good stuff. Go to artoffatherhood.net and please make sure you rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts because I'll greatly appreciate it to get the word out on the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to artoffatherhood.net.